100% no money down seller financing. Oof, the crown jewel of business acquisitions or even buying real estate, right? Well look, officially yes, that would be pretty delightful to be able to introduce yourself to a business owner and say, hey, I'd like to buy your business. Oh yeah, perfect, I'd love to sell my business. Okay, great, here's the thing. I want 100% seller financing. Oh, you want 100% seller financing? Meaning, you don't wanna pay me a nickel at closing? Sure, no problem, let's do it. Here, handshake deal, close. You know, let's just, let's just do a deal right now on a, on a napkin here. Pull over a napkin, I, I got a pen right here. Let, let's do a deal, right? Everyone would like to be able to buy a great business without putting a single nickel down. And obviously this is kind of the dream. And I say it's the dream because it's really the idea that I think is sold often by internet marketers and by mastermind gurus and by individuals who are really trying to make it sound so simple to buy a business or to buy real estate without having any money. And why if you were creating a mastermind or a course or a membership or a seminar, would you want to sell this idea of doing deals with 100% seller finance and no money down? And the answer is, is because you have a greater audience from which to sell your product or your membership or your seminar or your ebook to, right? And here's the thing, officially, can you do a deal with 100% seller financing? Yes, there's no law out there that says you can't do it. But the thing is, is, is it's contrary to the psychology of a seller of a business or a piece of property, or at least a business or a piece of property you would actually wanna buy. Think of it like this. Imagine you've owned a business for 10 or 20 or 30 years or even five years. Okay, and you've, you've worked for this business and you've stayed up late for this business and you've been up early for this business and you've worried over the holidays and the weekends for this business and finally after all these years you decide, you know what, I'm finally gonna sell my baby. And I use the word my baby because I've met with plenty of business owners. That's how they feel about their businesses. It's literally like they have three kids, Sally, Timmy, and Brighter Living LLC. That's how they feel. And so given that, if you were gonna sell off your child, do you think you would wanna sell off your child for a, uh, you know, a carton of, of ketchup in exchange? No, you're gonna want a real exchange of monetary value. If you're gonna separate from this thing you've worked so hard for, you're gonna wanna at least go home that night knowing you're 100,000 or 200,000 or 500,000 or a million dollars richer than you were the night before. That your bank account just went up by six or seven or eight digits. And so this is why 100% seller finance is so unlikely to actually happen in the real world. And why I believe it's often a pipe dream that individuals who have seminars or courses or eBooks or masterminds sell young or inexperienced audiences. And of course, if you wanna get into the game of buying businesses or real estate and you aspire for wealth, you're gonna say, wow, yeah, I wanna, I wanna be able to do this without having to use any of my own money. But now look, just because it's very, 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 very unlikely you're gonna pr procure a 100% seller finance deal, especially for your first deal. Look, if you have a long track record of credibility and operational experience in a sector 
and all of these other things, and then you suddenly find an extremely motivated seller, is it possible that you would procure a 100% seller finance note? Yeah, it's, it's more possible if you actually have a lot of credibility and you could actually afford to buy the business in cash if you wanted to, but for whatever reason or reasons, you don't want to deploy the cash right now, and maybe the business owner was more motivated to sell to you than you were to buy, right? There's a scenario where maybe, and perhaps you had a great relationship with the seller of the business, there's a relationship where maybe, just maybe, a 100% seller finance note could happen. I've heard of other examples where maybe the, the vice president has been working in the business for 20 years and then the president of the business finally wants to pass it off to the VP and because the president of the business so badly wants for the VP to be successful, he gives him really delightful terms and includes maybe almost 100% or maybe even 100% seller finance in the deal. Like I've heard of those things being possible but if you're just gonna knock, 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 hey there, is your name Bob? Yeah, I'm Bob. Hey, yeah, I'm the owner of XYZ Business. Hey Bob, yeah, question for you. Will you provide me 100% seller finance to buy your business? Psh good luck. It's not something you want to ask the owner when you're meeting the owners. It's just going to piss them off. I know from experience, I tried it back in the day when I was learning and it's very, very unlikely it's going to take place. However, and this is really where I would listen, you can do deals without using your own money. And that's a lot more possible. If you get out of your head that you need to do deals without using your own money in this specific way, and rather, assuming you don't wanna use your own funds, if you rather come to the frame of, okay, I'm open to doing this deal in any number of ways if I don't have to use my own funds. Now that's something we could talk about because there's a bunch of ways you could do this. First of all, you could go to the SBA or the government financing program in your country if you don't live in the United States, and you could, assuming you play that system correctly, procure an 80% LTV SBA note which is very possible, and the government's gonna back the note, which means there's less, there's less regulation for procuring an SBA note than there is going after traditional private commercial debt, because if it's a regular bank that operates as a business, they're gonna be more judicious in looking out for who they loan money to, whereas if you work with the government because they print the money, they're gonna be a little bit more liberal. right? So you could procure an SBA note of 80% of the total purchase price. And then you could go to the seller and say, hey look, you wanna sell your business for a million bucks, great. I'm gonna give you 800,000 at closing because I, I found this SBA note you know, that I, I worked with a bank that works with the SBA and they're gonna provide you 800,000 in cash upon closing, but here's the thing, Mr. Seller, I'm going to need you to subordinate a seller finance note of $200,000 to get this deal done. And hey, by the way, I'm not gonna be able to pay you off until we pay off the first position SBA note. Do you accept? And if the motivated, if the seller is motivated, and if the seller likes you, and if a couple of other factors kind of come into place, that's possible. Now, admittedly, the SBA likes you to at least put five percent cash down into the deal, but I've heard of examples where the SBA will somewhat turn an eye, turn an ear, and say, "Okay, fine, we'll give you eighty percent if the seller will put in the final twenty percent or so." I'm, I'm using rough numbers here assuming either that it's an interest only for the second position seller finance note or best in the form in the opinion of the SBA it's best for them and most likely to happen if the seller doesn't take any payments until you've paid off the SBA note in full but the more likely still way to get a deal done without you using any of your own money is to fundraise private equity it's to partner with an investor or to syndicate the deal by bringing on multiple investors and say maybe you get an $800,000 SBA note and then you have five investors that pitch 40 grand or four investors that pitch 50 grand for the final $200,000 cash down payment. 
Now that's a much more likely thing to take place. And I've actually talked in greater detail about how to fundraise private equity, ways in which you can go about that in my YouTube video titled, I believe, How to Fundraise Private Equity. Not such a complicated title, right? And as I talk about in that video, if you give investors upside opportunity, perhaps you give them some equity in the subsidiary that's gonna hold this new acquisition you're about to make, and if you promise them an 8% or 10% or 15% preferred rate of return, which means as soon as you pay off your banknote and your business expenses, that preferred rate of return means that's the next thing that you're gonna pay off as far as the free cash flow, right? So you have to pay off your banknote, obviously, so you don't foreclose. You have to pay off your business expenses, your payroll or your insurance or your this or your that. Once you pay off those two major things, the, the, the mortgage and the business expenses, with that extra free cash flow, and by the way, for any of this to happen, you're gonna have to have a high DSCR, a high debt service coverage ratio. I've talked about this in other videos. But assuming there is free cash flow, then that preferred rate of return for the investor means, hey, I'm gonna give you the free cash flow first. I'm gonna pay you off 8% APR, you know, annual percentage of your invested capital. So that's something you could do. You could go find a great deal and already have a network of investors, and then when you have this great deal that has all this free cash flow and it just needs a little bit of capital to push the thing through, you make a couple of calls and say, hey, if I give you a 15% uh, rate of return and give you 10% of the equity in this LLC that's gonna hold XYZ business, would you, would you roll? Would you, would you write me a $50,000 check? Yes, I would. Or hey, you know what? I would do it, but I'm gonna want a slightly higher preferred rate of return, or I'm gonna want a little bit more equity. And maybe you haggle, and maybe you say yay, or maybe you call another investor and says, you know what, screw that, I don't need that much equity. I only need this much. Boom, let's do a deal. And by the way, you didn't really use any of your own money. Now, here's the other elephant in the room. To sign the legal documents, and rather to draft the legal documents, to do the appraisal if you need an appraisal, perhaps for buying real estate, or to do the phase one report, the environmental report, again, if you're buying real estate, or to have an accounting firm do an audit of the business if you're buying a business. Those things traditionally cost money. Now, you can do some of these things on a success fee basis. I've made videos on the channel here at YouTube. By the way, press that subscribe button if you haven't subscribed to the channel already, right? But I've made videos talking about how to get a lot of these professional fees handled on a success fee basis, which means you'll pay them off once the deal closes. But that notwithstanding, I can almost guarantee you there will be some form of expenditure that you're going to have to have or somebody who's, who's going to be making this deal happen is going to have to be burdened with to get the thing through. It's just the nature of the beast. I believe I, I ran the numbers for how I bought uh, the deal we did back in Nebraska back in August of 2019. And I believe in total in 2019, I spent something like $30,000 of my own money to get that deal done. That was between travel and that was in paying off the lawyer and the finder's fee. Now most of that money I paid out happened once we closed. So it's not like I was paying most of those things up front, but the travel and the hotel and the rental cars and stuff like that to go find different deals and to select the one we, we ultimately went with, that obviously I paid up front. It's not like I was negotiating a success, a success fee basis every night when I was staying in a hotel. You know, hey, once I close this deal, I'll come back and pay you for room you know, 319, what do you say? No, I just, you know, okay, here's the 100 bucks for the room, thank you so much, right? Or it's not like I was negotiating a success fee basis to, hey, look, once I close this deal, I'll come back and, and pay you off for that Big Mac. No, I was paying up front, right? So, you're going to have expenses. You're going to have to live, right? You're going to want to live indoors. And even if you sleep on grandma's couch, which is something I literally did to get my first deal done, you're still going to have some expenditure. So this is really the punchline. If you're broke as a joke, you're not in a position to go out and buy a seven-figure business or to buy a seven-figure piece of real estate. 
Now that doesn't mean you need to have seven figures or even six figures necessarily of, liqui necessarily of liquidity, right? You don't need to be extremely liquid to buy a seven figure business if you are willing to look at all of your different opportunities to structure the deal. But if you're steadfast, only focused on 100% seller finance, because I read somewhere that that was something that some guy in Montana did once, then most likely what's gonna happen is you seek for 100% seller finance is you're gonna have a personal bankruptcy that takes place before you find that 100% seller finance. Because as I tell entrepreneurs who reach out for my advice, basically anytime they ask, I tell them the biggest thing that will keep you from doing your first deal, other than you just giving up, is you experiencing a personal bankruptcy before you close your first deal. That is really the punchline. But if you do your homework ahead of time, you know exactly what you need to do to get the deal done because you subscribe to the YouTube channel and you hit the like button, right? If you're prepared because you've done your homework ahead of time, then you move through the steps necessary to get a deal done and you have connections with potential investors or you know how to subordinate a second position seller finance note and you have a list of banks that work with the SBA and you, you go into a sector that's SBA pre-approved and you cold call for, for motivated sellers like crazy. If you do the things that are necessary to do deals, then you can do a seven figure deal and set yourself up to early take advantage of this new decade we're about to get into here and, and you can really do incredible things and no, you don't need to be worth a half a million dollars to get this stuff done. There are investors that would love to place that final five or 10% of the capital within the capital stack if you offer them a, a legitimate return. I know from experience, I have at this point now plenty of investors right here in my beat up iPhone that if I have a hot deal, I can give them a call and say, hey, if I gave you X or Y or Z return, and if I gave you, you know, blankety blank percent equity in the subsidiary that's gonna hold this, this acquisition, would you be interested? And if you know how to pitch your deal right, again, like I talked about in that YouTube video I plugged earlier, you can really fundraise equity pretty damn quick and that really puts you in a place of great leverage. And so that's really what I'll leave you with. Stay focused on doing deals as opposed to doing deals in a specific way. And with that, if you've liked the video, please subscribe if you wanna hear more about how to do deals. Thumbs up the video if you've liked it, then I'll talk to you in the next one. And by the way, share in your comments below. What have you learned? What have you liked? What have you disliked? What do you want me to talk about next? Share that stuff in the comments below. And by the way, last, 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 no, don't, don't click away just yet. Check out the bowl, check out the new spot. We got lights here, we're, we're jamming, we're dialed. Oh, check this out. Look at our studio now, man. I don't know if this is, <laughs> I might be shooting from the hip here, but you can set, check it out. We, uh, we got a pretty sweet deal here. And I appreciate you watching. All right, I'll let you go.